0: Welcome to this week's episode of Relaunch My Life Radio. You are going to love this week's guest, Stacey Younger. She is the host of the Holistically Healing Anxiety podcast. She's based in California, in America, and she is a woman who is addicted to facing her fears now after healing her own anxiety. Her message around healing migraines, her anxiety, her focus on nutrition, movement, and mindset, and also teaching us and inspiring us to start messy and get confident along the way. you're going to love this interview, so stay tuned for some beautiful insights. Welcome to Relaunch My Life Radio. I'm your host, Juliet Lever, and a few years ago, I personally relaunched my own life from being a workaholic, alcoholic, and chocoholic to now living a life of my own design. I'm on a mission to free you from an unfulfilling job or passionless life. And so with 10-minute tips and 30-minute interviews and stories to tune into, tune into Relaunch My Life Radio to discover your highest potential and feel inspired to live a life of zero regrets. If you want more, be sure to hit subscribe and visit us at www.relaunchmyliferadio.com for more. Well, I am so excited to be joined here with Stacy from Holistically Healing Anxiety. Thank you all the way from America for joining us on Relaunch My Life Radio, Stacey. How are you today?
1: I am so good. How are you doing today?
0: I'm wonderful and I'm excited to be having this conversation with you because it's something that is so important. So many people struggle with anxiety and so I'm really excited to dive in and, and talk to you not only about your journey but also about the, the vision and the, the work that you're doing in spreading your message on holistically healing anxiety. So first of all, share with us a bit about your journey and, and your, your battle with anxiety. Yeah.
1: So to try to make a very long story short, I was diagnosed with anxieties when I was about 26 or 27 years old, and I didn't know much about anxieties at this time. And the little th- that I did know uh, wasn't completely true. And I feel like there are so many misconceptions when it comes to anxieties, and maybe we'll get to that point or talk about that in a little bit. But there are so many misconceptions. And so when the doctor diagnosed me with anxiety, I did not believe her. I didn't tell her this to her face, but I thought she was crazy. I'm like, there's no way that I have anxieties. And so I was in denial for about six months and I had about enough. So I decided to do my own research on what anxieties are. And I thought I was gonna be able to prove my doctor wrong that I didn't have it. And the more research I did, I was actually noticing that all the symptoms were actually pointing to what I had. So I struggled on and off for years with probably about moderate anxieties. It wasn't horrible, but, you know, it was still there. Until about four and a half years ago, I had a very stressful situation happen. And this stressful situation had my anxieties go completely out of control. And I also suffer from debilitating migraines. And I feel like the two were causing each other. So my migraines caused my anxieties. My anxieties are causing my... Migraines, and it was just one vicious cycle. And I did get desperate at one point. I've never been one to want to take medication, but I got desperate and like I need to be able to function because I got to the point where I couldn't, I could barely drive and I could barely leave my house. And so I didn't feel like I could. Function because it was so just out of control. So I went to the doctors and she re-diagnosed me with anxieties and then she gave me prescription medicine and I took it and it actually made my anxieties like 10 times worse. It it was just horrible. I could do is just lay on the couch and do nothing. So it was just really bad. So I stopped taking the medication, but I'm back to square one and I decided to, uh, Change my lifestyle, change my nutrition. And I was thinking, you know what? This is probably going to just fix my or help my migraines and then we'll tackle my anxieties later. But I was shocked that the healthier I became with nutrition, uh, it actually helped both. And in the last three years, I've only had one migraine. So yay. And mm, awesome. I am able to. Thank you. And I can totally like feel like it can function now. I no longer feel like I used to say I had severe anxiety to where, you know, I still get anxious here and there, but it's nothing compared to what it was a few years ago. I can leave the house with no issues now and I can uh, drive with no issues. So that's my um, story in that
0: shell. (laughs) Wow. And I mean, for you as well, like to have had something that you struggled with for such a long time and you went through a journey of, you know, trying to heal it and research and okay, going with the medication that doesn't work to now being at a point where it is under control and you've only had the one migraine in the last three years. What does that really tell you about, you know, what's possible for you in your ability to really change and heal anything?
1: Oh, I feel like it just taught me that, for me at least, and I think this is going to be for most people out there, I just think we need to go more natural. And for me, I was able to just eat more natural and clean food, and I cannot tolerate any or very much processed food anymore. And it's also made me able to where I can really feel feel and learn what my body's telling me. So I feel like my body sends me little messages and I and know that, you know, I've been able to heal. I know what my body's telling me. And the one migraine that I had um, in the three years was actually a couple months ago and I knew instantly what happened. I knew why that was. And I think, you know, it's because of all the
0: healing that I did. Mm-hmm. So Wow. So it was sort of a release or something as, as a result of some healing that you did. Right. Oh, cool. So, well, and so what a blessing then that the anxiety medication didn't work. I mean, imagine if it did and it just right. blanketed all your sister, sy- symptoms and you might still just be taking those pills.
1: Right. So, yes, I'm so glad that it didn't work. And, I, you know, I know a lot of people – get you know upset with their anxieties but I'm actually very grateful for mine because I feel like it taught me you know what my body really wants and what it doesn't want and it's kind of like like I said it gives me messages you know and so if I'm feeling a little anxious now I have this checklist going through my head of what am I doing you know that could be causing me to get anxious or what am I not doing that could be causing me to go anxious.
0: Great. Can you share your quick checklist with the audience because there may be some people listening that they might be missing something that's on your list.
1: Yeah. So just briefly, what's on my uh, checklist? I try to see um, what have I eaten or not eaten. You know, am I have I ate something processed or heavily sugared? I actually uh, discovered that I can't drink alcohol at all. Alcohol triggers my anxieties like no other. And so I go through a checklist with my nutrition and then. Our bodies need, you know, a certain amount of vitamins and minerals in our system, and if we're deficient in some of those vitamins or minerals, it can definitely cause anxiety issues. So I'm trying to think, okay, am I getting enough vitamins and minerals? And then I'm thinking, okay, how much um, exercising or movement have I gotten in the last, you know, four hours or 48 hours? Because I, I believe if we're not getting enough um, movement, we're having too much pent up energy that can translate into anxiety symptoms I know a lot of times if I get anxious because I'm not moving enough and then I kind of also go like how's my mindset am I thinking really negative am I worrying too much about one thing and so I kind of go with that you know checklist
0: yeah that is super powerful and i mean i think the thing that's fascinating is it's it seems really simple and you've been interviewing now a lot of different people around their mm. own anxiety stories and i know that you've recognized patterns that are very similar to your checklist and so i'm curious to understand from your perspective why why are we why are we look at the simple things as as not as powerful when we're going through it why is it that so many people go for the pills
1: I think with our culture right now, we are looking for convenience and a lot of the stuff that is so simple, we don't look at as convenient and like you could just pop a pill and some other things like with nutrition, you know, you do have to make a meal. And I think a lot of times people think, you know, if you're going to eat healthy, you need to make this big extravagant meal. But most of my meals are so simple. I actually have a hard time posting my meals on social media, because it's so simple, you know, what I eat. And so I think it's just more, you know, just convenient. And everybody's looking for that, that magic pill to make everything better. And unfortunately, some people think that's medication.
0: Oh, I'd love to see some simple meals posted. And I think that's inspiring for people to not see the perfect extravagant meals, because that's not realistic. And I know you've got a family as well and kids and, and that's, that's beautiful to go, you know what, this is the unsexy side of healing anxiety. And it's the simplicity that's so nourishing for us in this world where we've got such, you know, complexity and, information overload on do this diet or follow this or Mm -hmm. I think you know each individual has to find their own unique path to healing and I love that that's really what you're exploring not only in yourself but in the guests that you interview as well so it's it's very powerful so then, you know, then where where did then that journey take you from? Okay, well, I've healed my anxiety. Now I want to spread a bigger message. And, and you've launched this podcast in the last few months that you've been interviewing regular guests on about their anxiety journey. And, and that's a really big step. You know, a lot of people would just... Heal their situation and then go about their lives. What was it that that called you to step up and 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 take this plunge and step into fear? Because I know that speaking and 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 doing this sort of thing, it, it's it's very confronting for a lot of people. So tell me about that decision and that journey.
1: So sure. So I actually, I will just kind of rewind a little bit further here. But I um I was so in awe that I was able to heal my anxieties naturally. I just never thought that I would be able to do that. So I was just, you know, shocked. And so I went to school, um, because I was just in awe of both actually being able to heal my anxieties and migraine, um, naturally. So I went to school for holistic health and I got a diploma in December. And so I'm building a business. I knew that I wanted to help other people do the same thing. So I was in awe. And so I started my business and I But I still had a lot of fear, you know, of speaking in front of people. And actually, last, about last summer, I was talking to a good friend of mine who I also consider to be a mentor. And she was talking to me about workshops. And she's like, you should do workshops. You should talk to, you know, crowds, you know, and share your information. And I was like, there is no possible way that I could do this. I am too scared no there's absolutely no way that i can do it. so but she kind of put that little seed in my head and i i was like, you know what? this is kind of silly. i have this fear and it's holding me back and i'm i have this personality where i don't like things holding me back. Mm-hmm. and so i really thought about it. and so i decided to Try a Facebook Live, and the thought of doing a Facebook Live scared me big time. And even though I'm not speaking in front of a crowd, there's still a lot of people, you know, that are watching what I'm doing. And I, I kind of had to talk to myself and rationalize everything and think, okay, if I do this Facebook Live, what is the worst that's going to happen? You know, and the worst that's going to happen is I'm going to do horrible. And I'm like, well, is anybody really going to judge me? And I was thinking, if somebody does judge me. I probably, if it's my friends, they're not probably very good friends. And if they're not friends, well, who cares if a stranger is going to judge me? And so, you know, I was just kind of going through the list. And so I went ahead and did my Facebook Live, and I did do horrible. I did so bad. I stumbled over my words. I was bright red. I forgot how to breathe. And so I, I was, it was just bad. But when I was done, even though I know that I did so bad, oh, and I was shaking, I forgot to do that. I was shaking and you could even hear it through my voice. I was shaking so bad. But when I was done, I was so proud of myself. And even though I did so horrible and like, but I did it and it was just an amazing feeling. And so I just love that feeling. Now I'm kind of addicted, you know, to overcoming some of my fears because, or even just doing things, you know, that I'm afraid of and facing my fears because it's just a great feeling when you're like, you know what, I was terrified, but I did it anyways. And I, so now, I totally
0: get that. And I was just speaking <laughs> with someone the other day and she said, well, now when she gets that fear feeling, she knows mm-hmm. she has to do it. And yes. that sounds similar to you.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you. So even um, yesterday, I was nervous about posting something and I almost didn't. There was a few times where I'm like, I'm not going to post this, I'm not going to post this. And I I put my phone away and I'm like, I'm not going to do it. And then I was like, no, I have to do it. So I went back and I, without even thinking, I just like did it. <laughs> And so,
0: so good. uh, And I think there's a lot of listeners that do tune in to relaunch my life radio that they have that idea that they want to share something, or maybe they want to do workshops that they want to, they want to spread their message, but, but there's those fears of judgment or there's you know, it maybe not being perfect that holds them back, and so I think hearing that you put yourself out there, and you know what, if it's like you already have had the worst possible experience, so now everything from here is better, mm-hmm. and I think that's really empowering. So that's that's perfect. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, you're welcome. So then, what happened next? So. I just
1: started slowly, you know, doing Facebook lives and talking more. And each time I did a Facebook live, I got more comfortable with it. And I just kept telling myself, you know, anybody who's going to be judging me, you know, is, you know, not, you know, worth having in my life, you know, type of thing. And I think, you know, and I don't know who said this or who started this, but I heard the phrase is start messy. And so I have that, that phrase in my head now is start messy, because I think we forget that we're not going to be able to start something and be pros at it. We have to practice things and we need to um, start somewhere. And so I, I, one of, my, one of my biggest fears is talking in front of people, but I'm slowly getting better and better and getting more comfortable. And I decided to um, start a podcast and that has helped me a lot. And I realized uh, my first few episodes, I was so nervous while recording them, even though I could edit it. But I said, um, so many times during those episodes, but the more I get comfortable, I'm not saying, um, as much so I am still saying so a lot so I need to work on that but I feel like the more I talk the more I get comfortable and so it's kind of like perfect or practice makes perfect. You definitely,
0: know? definitely and I was actually having a conversation with someone just recently who she finished some qualifications in coaching and mentioned that she doesn't feel confident yet to be a coach and I was talking about the fact that well she hasn't started like she hasn't actually started working with people Mm. she hasn't started practicing and so it's interesting that people expect to be confident after they've got a piece of paper or, you know, but but so much is about the life journey and the life experience and how you grow and just, as you've said, you know, putting yourself in those situations where you get that fear feeling. And my partner and I, we call it the fog and it stands for the feeling of growth. When you get that fear feeling, it's like, okay, I'm really about to grow in this situation. And if I just stretch through this feeling of growth, I know I'm going to come through the other side and I'm going to have learned something and, and it sounds like, you've just been going through those feelings of growth now Mm -hmm. continually since, (laughs) since you started your podcast. So, so then, uh, so you also, you know, coach people around healing their anxiety as well. And that's Mm -hmm. really powerful too. And so then what, what are your plans or what's your vision for the future? What's next for you?
1: I want to continue to keep, coaching people one-on-one but my biggest goal and I'm hoping to do this with my podcast is I feel like there are so many misconceptions when it comes to anxiety so I want to expose all these misconceptions and I want people to know that they may feel alone with all this but they're definitely not alone and I just I, I want people to know that they're just Like I said,
0: not alone. (laughs) Definitely. And we spoke about that a bit in the interview Mm -hmm. that we did together. So if any of you listening want to hear a bit more about my journey, you can head over to Holistically Healing Anxiety Podcast and you can hear the interview that Stacey and I did around my healing journey with anxiety. And that was a big thing for me is like, because I was working in corporate and I was managing a big sales team, you know, I couldn't tell anyone that I was feeling anxious because I was worried as well what that would mean for my job. And and I think we get so good at giving off the impression that everything's fine that we can almost mm-hmm. trick ourselves and then our body is sending us such different signals and people can get really used to masking it but you know it's amazing mm-hmm. as well for me to notice just how much you know a lot of what you've talked about it may seem simple but how much people do ignore the basics and You've talked mm-hmm. a lot about diet and what you eat and, and really the food that we're consuming, it, it we become it. It becomes us. Mm-hmm. And so people are so disconnected from if I put this in my body, this is going to have this sort of chemical reaction in my system when I consume it. And and there's such a, oh, yeah, well, maybe I have been drinking four coffees a day and living on, you know, carb-filled you know, muesli bars, and, and I wonder why my brain's not functioning if it's not getting the vitamins, the nutrients, the fats, the proteins that I really need to be able to exist and function as a, as a human being. I think... It's so fascinating. Okay. So thank you for, for really re reminding everyone of the basics. And so those listening, oh, yes. you know, just take a look at your diet. And it's not in a, you know, you're doing a bad thing way. It's in more of a curious way. And when I eat this, you know, I'm a big advocate of keeping food journals. And after you eat something, mm-hmm. half an hour later, writing... If you felt sleepy or if you felt energized and the food that we eat should give us energy. And so many people, if you watch them, they'll eat, you know, a sandwich or they'll eat carbs, you know, maybe some pasta or something like that. And then they'll want to go to sleep <laughs> and then don't, right. don't make the link. So I think you're, you're really spot on for just reminding people of that. And it's Thank definitely you. it's definitely becoming more more people are becoming more conscious of it these days, which is exciting.
1: I also think that everybody, you know, needs different foods in their body. So, you know, I think we all need to get rid of the toxic stuff. But for me, my body works best vegetarian. Yeah. But I know other people, their, their bodies work better when they're eating meat. And then I know other people that they work better when they're vegans. And so I think we need to, like you were saying, kind of experiment, you know, with a food journal. And I experiment with my body all the time and being like, how does this food make me feel? How does this one make me feel? And I was kind of I was surprised that when I stopped eating meat that my body took so well to it. So I just decided to stay
0: there. Thank you. Thank you for raising that. that. Thank you for raising Mm. that. Because, you know, I find as well, it's so good to go for a bit of a cycle and and try things. And I was vegetarian for about nine months and vegan for about three in between that. And and Mm. then I slowly have introduced maybe one to two days a week, a little bit of small protein. And I've found that my mental clarity is so much different. And for me, the biggest struggle has been the moral Side of things is you see so much in the media these days, and I think veganism's up seven hundred percent in the last twelve months. And and I had this real inner battle of, but I want to be vegan for the for the for the animals and the moral side of things and the Mm -hmm. health benefits. But then honestly, personally, from a personal perspective, I found that I just I wasn't fully functioning, and it was like I was Mm -hmm. in a bit of a fog and. And, and that's been a real battle for me. And so I think embracing the uniqueness and that we all do work off different things and I think – you know we all need to you know support and understand everyone's journey and that everyone is unique and different and i think yeah it's it's an interesting time because a lot more people are becoming more conscious of it but i think we also do need to respect each person's individual choices so thank you for yeah, acknowledging that welcome. so i just keep hearing the words now start messy start messy and i love that yeah. and i want you to just you know to to talk a little bit more about what that has empowered you to to start and what you've what you've been able to do with that in mind?
1: So yeah, uh, like my Facebook lives, they were definitely starting messy. Like I they were not great at all, uh, my Facebook lives. And now I feel more comfortable. I'm actually right now in my Facebook group, I'm doing uh, 22 days in July of Facebook lives and I feel totally comfortable. Well, mostly comfortable doing it now. I, I tend to have a hard time pushing the the live button, but once I push it, then I'm all good.
0: Well, we've but, got it all you know, backwards, don't we? Because people do think like we we do have this thought of, oh, I won't do that because I don't feel confident in it yet. But the way to get confident is to do it. So if you're going to do 22 mm-hmm. days of something you're definitely going to feel so much more confident at the end of it so that's great and so what are your Facebook lives on what are you talking about in your group
1: oh anything about anxiety so I'm I believe that there's a balance and I've kind of talked about this a little bit earlier but I feel like there's a balance when it comes to uh, anxieties of healing and it's nutrition movement and mindset so I talk about you know, anything nutrition and anything movement and anything mindset. And like yesterday, I was talking about um, fats, you know, healthy fats and bad fats and which fats, you know, um, are good for us and bad for us and that we need fats. And you wouldn't think that with anxieties, but our brain lives off of fats and we need, you know, fats to go to our brain. So we need to make sure that we're consuming the healthy fats. So that's what I talked about yesterday. And that definitely helps with anxieties. And I don't think people will think that.
0: Definitely, definitely. Yeah. And I know that, you know, around the mindset side of things, you know, the thoughts that we're thinking, and this is sort of <laughs> where I'm obsessed. And I think the nutrition and movement for me, I love as well, but I, I sort of talk a lot more about the mindset side of things right. and, and even just, you know, simple things like a lot of people, when they're worried or thinking about something in the future, they're thinking about the, the worst case scenario. And they're thinking about the thing at the kind of peak of the most stressful state. So an example is someone's Mm -hmm. worried about a job interview coming up. They will be imagining in their mind or or feeling anxious or worried about probably the moment they step into the interview or the moment they're getting asked a question that they can't answer. And so that's generating some unconscious pressure and stress. And one of my favourite things to do for everyone listening is, is, is to imagine actually floating past the event and the successful completion of the event and imagine being 15 minutes after that event has gone really well. And you can just feel in the individual like the the tension, the anxiety, the worry just drop away and they go oh, i feel so much better and so there's kind of all these tools and resources mm-hmm. that you can you can bring to to help with anxiety but but the other thing that i really wanted to ask from your perspective and i know that i've got a few listeners that do suffer from migraines is is what you know what is that like to go through because i've never actually had one and and what then the one that you had in the last 3 years tell us a bit about why that sort of came up for you and and what that impacted for you Hi.
1: So I actually, there's different forms of migraines. I don't think many people know that. And I don't get the more common migraines. I I get migraines that mimic strokes. So that's actually um, wow. kind of, yeah. So the last time I went to the doctors and I, I described my symptoms, he's like, you're not having a migraine. You're actually having many, many strokes. And so he had me do an MRI and he was, Or then told me that I was having uh, migraines and not stroke. So that was was good. But I kind of figured it was migraines because every woman, except for one on both sides of my family, have migraines. But for me, I get the auras in my vision. That's usually my first sign is I get the auras. So I, I can't see. And then I. Usually we'll get tingly hands, like really tingly hands, and they'll like fall asleep. And sometimes it's bad enough, my feet will fall asleep. And then I lose all concentration. Like I can't concentrate at all on anything. And if it gets bad enough, I can't even form words. I can't concentrate enough to form words. I can't speak. And I, I sometimes get a headache with them and I sometimes don't but it's just so frustrating because I I can't function. Like, I feel like I've lost total control of my whole body. So, um, I don't, I don't get the normal, like horrible, horrible headaches, which I don't know which one may be better having a horrible headache or losing control, you know, complete control of your body. But the last one I, had and thankfully when I first had started getting them I was about 10 or 11 which was you know very young but my doctor then told me that there are triggers that can cause anxiety so I started really noticing my triggers and as years went on I realized that a lot of my triggers are chemical based so I have a hard time with perfumes with cleaning products, toxic cleaning products. I have a hard time with processed food, especially like MSG. And so I really have to be careful about what, you know, I'm consuming, uh, that, and, oh, artificial sugars are like instant, um, instant migraines for me. I can't handle artificial sugars. And I, the only two things I've discovered, there are two things that can trigger a migraine that aren't chemical based and that is weather and, um, stress but it has to be a lot of stress and it, usually if, the, if it's weather it's combined with something else so it's like I had something you know minor uh chemical and the weather are like teaming up on me type of thing mm. so
0: the and, last oh yeah sorry I was going to ask you as well because one of the things that I also teach is Reiki and so looking at things from mm-hmm. a kind of metaphysical perspective and the chakra system the the third eye and where your where your mind is have have you sort of looked into any side of that sort of things? Have you done your Reiki? Have you looked at from a spiritual perspective, the kind of symbolic meaning of migraines?
1: I haven't yet, because I'm just now starting to get into the whole spiritual um, thing. So I'm very fascinated. I I grew up in a very Western family. So Mm. I'm now trying to learn all the holistic and spiritual stuff. And I got the holistic stuff down. So now I'm kind of edging more towards the spiritual stuff
0: i'm excited for you for that because yeah i mean our third eye <laughs> our third eye is our kind of psychic connection our intuition mm-hmm. and i had a student in one of my reiki workshops a few months back and she suffered from migraines and then throughout the energy attunements of the first day of reiki one but i think it was the third one which was the third eye she said oh my my, my headaches totally shifted to a different part of my brain and i feel like i my third eyes opened and it was this really cool moment oh, for I- her so you know We're we're definitely complex creatures and we're not just our physical bodies but our spiritual too I've got something kind of risque to ask you as well and I'm just going to go there because I'm curious um and one of the things that Louise L. Hay has written about in her book, You Can Heal Your Life, is that for migraines to help cure them, she suggests self pleasure, so like masturbation, orgasm for for healing migraines. (laughs) Have you heard about that? And like, I'm going to go there. And Um, and is that something that you've tried in your healing journey as well with migraines?
1: I haven't because, well, I heard that for headaches, uh, definitely. But to me, like, headaches and migraines, they're kind of different. Mm. It's kind of hard to explain. It's kind of like a headache is a symptom for a migraine, if that makes sense. Sure. Um, and I don't know if she was talking about migraines completely, but I haven't because, I, like I said, I've lost complete concentration every time I've had a migraine. Yeah. So trying to, you know, <laughs> pleasure myself. Would be the last probably... thing you'd
0: be thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> a I jolt don't to the system.
1: Concentrate. Start focus enough? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's funny. No, I just thought. Well, you know what? I'm curious. I'm a curious person, so but I thought I, I'd ask. So
1: somebody who gets normal migraines, possibly. Yeah. You know, or or not? I shouldn't say normal, but the more common migraines.
0: Yeah. Cool. And sorry, I interrupted you. So, okay. um, so you were talking then about healing your migraines and the journey on that. So then, what what else have you noticed?
1: Oh, and then the only other thing that I was going to say is, I went two years and eleven months without having a migraine. I was so excited. And then in April, I unfortunately got one and it was because I tried a new supplement that said it was all natural. And I kind of believed it. And when so I took it and it gave me a migraine. So it must have had some kind of chemical in it that totally did not agree with me.
0: You just have the best body, don't you? You've got the best si- yes. signals. Some people would think <laughs> yeah. that it's annoying, but it's such a gift. And I'm sure you're going to live I a really mean, healthy and happy life. And, and we, think that too. we talked about that, didn't we? That we're both so grateful for our anxiety. And mm-hmm. at the time yeah. when you're suffering and there's no solution, could you have ever imagined that you'd be saying that you're grateful for it?
1: No, I used to get so mad, especially at my migraines. And then, yes, Mm. I used to get so mad at my anxieties as well, because I felt like I can't function. And especially, you know, I, with my personality, I need to function, but also I'm a mom of two kids and I need to be able to function for them. And so it was really frustrating not to function, you know, properly with having all these anxieties. So yeah, I used to get so frustrated and, Hmm. so but yeah I definitely think it's a it's my body's way of messaging me and saying hey what you're doing is not
0: right (laughs) it's it's good so you know it keeps you on the straight and narrow good so any final (laughs) words for our listeners to help them on their journeys is there any other advice you have either for you know because most people start listening to this they're wanting to really step into their purpose or to find you know their next step on their path what kind of words for encouragement do you have for our listeners
1: I would like to say that I just want you guys to know that there are options. And I know that it might be scary or overwhelming, but baby steps is key to me. So if you're wanting to, you know, change your lifestyle, just do baby steps. And that's what I've done. And I'm still doing, you know, baby steps trying to improve my life. And you just tackle one little thing at a time, and you'll be surprised about how fast it all, you know, equals to something big and amazing. And so baby steps and You're not alone in all of this. You know, there are so many people and I did want to mention this because we talked about this a a little bit ago, but some of the most confident and I say badass women I have ever met in my entire life have come up to me and say, I have anxieties. And I was totally shocked because I never thought in a million years that they would be, you know, having anxieties because they look so confident and so well put together but anxieties you know we mask it we can't see it so if you're have anxieties you know you're not alone and you definitely have some confident strong people who are right along with you and and i'm making you. and i think you're strong and
0: confident as well so yeah beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your message and for what you're doing and for anyone wanting to check out Stacy's podcast, they can go to Holistically Healing Anxiety on iTunes and on the podcast channel and um and also I'll put your website details on the podcast too so that people can reach out to you if they're wanting to talk to you about any coaching with their anxiety or uh, follow you in the future. So, thank you so much for your message and for all of your words of wisdom and I I wish you so much success you. for your vision for the future. This week's episode from Relaunch My Life Radio, live from Australia. Visit us at relaunchmyliferadio.com for more. And remember, it's never too late to relaunch your life.